Welcome or welcome back, Earthlings. This is Yami, host of Yami Ren's podcast. In my last episode, I talked about how I asked on my Instagram page what y'all wanted me to talk about. The first topic was relationships, so like abusive relationships and toxic and narcissistic boyfriends and all that shit, which is what I talked about in my last episode. If you haven't heard it, go back and check it out, please. Thank you. And the second topic I had mentioned was that y'all wanted me to talk about parents. So again, with the toxic or narcissistic parents, jealous parents, all of that. So that's what I'm going to be talking about in this episode. I'm going to be talking about my own experience with like just negative shit that I've experienced with my my parents. Obviously, you know, um, I feel like this is going to be a tough one for me because I feel like there's a lot of negative um, there's a lot of negative experiences with my parents, but that does not mean that there aren't any positive experiences with my parents. Of course there are. I have, you know, I have positive experiences with my parents. I love them. So just because I'm going to be talking about the negative in this episode does not mean that there aren't any positives and that I don't love my parents because I do and I would do anything for them you know um but I know that it can be hard sharing the negative experiences that we've had with our parents because it it almost feels like it almost feels like you're talking shit about your parents and even though it's the truth you still feel like you're talking shit about them you know even though I feel this way, I know deep down that I'm always, I'm always talking about how, like, you share your own experiences regardless. Because no matter what, all of our life experiences include other people. You know, and, and of course, our parents are going to be a major part of, of our stories because they're the ones who brought us into this world. They're the ones who raised us. So, of course, they're going to be a, a big part of your, of your life story. And, you know, it's normal. It's normal to, to have negative experiences with people, just like it is normal to have positive experiences with people, right? So, you know, it, it's part of life. That's just how life is. I know damn well that there's a lot of people out there that have bad experiences with me that don't like me and, you know, can't, probably can't even figure out one good thing to say about me. But just like I know there are people out there with negative experiences with me, I know that there are people who have very good things to say about me, who have very good experiences with me. I'm sure there's still people who can say positive things and also say some negative things. That's just the way that life is. You don't, we don't have to like it, but that's just what it is. So this is what this is. This episode, I'm going to be talking about my negative experiences with my parents. And again, this doesn't mean that I don't have positive experiences with my parents because I do. I have a bunch of them. Anyway, I'm just going to get into it. Um, where do I even start? Well, I, I guess I could start from like the beginning. My first negative experience that I had with my mom, I think it was for my fifth grade graduation because I remember I was excited and I feel like that was also the last time I was excited about school 
So I feel like that plays a big role in how um, in how education just kind of became nothing to me. Anyway, I'll get into it, but I'll start with this. So for my fifth grade graduation, I remember I was super excited. I remember, too, the outfit that I had on. I had this, uh, like, a baby pink skirt and shirt set that had little flowers on them. I was super excited for my graduation. But I remember that same day, she was picking up this minivan. Um, we go to the dealership or whatever the fuck. Or I guess she traded in the car. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck happened. I just remember us getting in the car and then going to pick up the van. So we get in the van, and so we end up getting to my graduation late after everything was done, really. I remember walking in, seeing the stage, and all the people sitting on the tables, and then we sat at the tables, and that was it. I don't remember anything after that. I just remember being disappointed that I wasn't able to to be there. And so after that, I think I did pretty good for sixth grade, maybe. And then seventh grade is when everything went downhill. I just did not want to do school. I didn't want to, I wasn't interested. So I was basically just going to school to be with my friends and that's it. I didn't, I didn't bother doing shit. I had one class that I actually participated in and that was the, what's it called? The ESL or some shit? Like the class for kids who don't speak English, so then they're taught English in that class or whatever the fuck it is. Um, so that was that was the only class that I actually participated in. I loved the teacher. I remember her name was Mrs. Pillsbury, and she was a Cuban lady, and she was married to a white guy. Because I remember she would always talk about how her husband always thought that her family was arguing because they talk so loud. And they talk with their hands. You know, we talk with our hands and we, we talk loud and we talk with passion. So I remember her always talking about how her husband thought that every time for like the holidays and shit like that, that the family was arguing and she would have to explain to him like, no, that's just how we talk. But yeah, that was the only class that I participated in that I enjoyed. And most of my friends were from that class. And but any other class I didn't participate in, I just I don't even know what I would do. Well, I just sat there, I guess, just, I don't know, draw some shit. I don't know. Just write notes back and forth. I really did not bother with anything. So, of course, I failed. And so my second year in, my second year in seventh grade, same shit. That's when I actually, that's when I started skipping school a lot with my, my brother, the older one. He's younger than me, but he's the oldest out of my brother's. So we, I remember we had a lot of the same friends because we lived in the same apartment. So then I remember during that time, we were skipping together with our friends a lot. And I failed again because I was barely going to school. And my brother, I think that was his first time um, failing a grade. But that was my second. And so um, during that time that I was skipping school, I was having problems with my mom a lot because I just didn't want to be home. I didn't want to, I didn't want to do shit. I, did, I just wanted to be with my friends and have fun. 
But I remember this one time my mom wanted me to do the dishes. And this is like the real first like argument that I remember having with my mom. Because she wanted me to do the dishes. I didn't want to do them. And I remember walking out of the door, like out of the house door. And then her coming right after me and telling me like, you have to do these things. You have to learn how to, how to well, I don't know, like clean and all that bullshit. Because I'm a girl and I'm the oldest. She specifically said that. So that always stayed with me. Always. Mind you, she never said that again. She never told me that I had to do these things because I was a girl or because I'm the oldest. She never said that again. That was the only time that I can remember her saying that, but it always stayed with me. Like, I remember that day or that specific moment. I remember it, like, clear as, like, if it happened yesterday. That's how clearly I remember it. And that's, I think, I think that's what kind of made me not want to go home most of the time because I just didn't want to do that. I didn't want to clean up after my siblings. I didn't want to do that shit. I wanted to, to be out having a good time with my friends and shit. That's what I wanted to do at that time. And I think I was like around 12 or 13 um, when that happened. And, um, but yeah, like, and it wasn't like that all the time. Like, it, it wasn't every... It wasn't an everyday thing where I just didn't want to be home and I would spend most of my days out and about because I remember a lot of times, most of the time, I would come home, take my, just to, just to drop off my book bag and then I would leave and then I wouldn't come back home until like it was bedtime, you know, but it wasn't like that every single day because I remember having my best friends coming over a lot too, but I also knew that if my friends were there, I wasn't going to get yelled at, you know, because, of course, like the typical parents don't act most of the time, at least parents don't act the way they normally would when there's people over. And I remember like our friends thinking that my mom was cool and shit like that. But, you know, of course they are. You're here. So um, but I remember too one day um uh, Again, I was like 12 or 13 still, maybe 14 years old. And I was out and about because that's what I did. And I remember coming home and she was mad at me for some shit, probably because I wasn't home. And um, she said, she said, um, I don't even know how the conversation started or what what we were talking about, what we were arguing about. But I remember her saying, um, oh, you, you should be here instead of being out there being a whore. And, like, I was just like, what the fuck? Like, I, didn't, I don't even remember if I said anything back. I just remember, like, just standing there looking at her. Like, that's all I remember. And then, like, years later, I was thinking about that moment. And I'm like, how, how do you say that? to your daughter like how do you as a parent tell your little daughter she's not even I wasn't even a teenager yet you know I didn't even know what the fuck sex was I think or what I what it even meant really I didn't even know what that really meant until later on and then you know like when I was really thinking back at it I'm like wow like she really thought I was like out there fucking people like is that what she really thought at 13 and like what would make her think that I was having sex 
if that's what she thought. If if she thought that I was having sex, why would she think that I was? What made her think that? And second, why wouldn't she just have a conversation with me? Because if you think that your child is having sex, wouldn't the normal thing to do would be, well, okay, let's talk about it. Um, are you using protection? If you're not, you need to use protection. We should go have you tested then. If you have been fucking around with who knows who and you're not being careful because obviously as a child, how the fuck would you even know if nobody teaches you anything? Then let's have a conversation about it and let's have you tested. Let's get you on birth control. Let's uh, get you some condoms, teach you how to use condoms, uh, how to safely have sex, you know, like those things. Like why not have that conversation if you think that your 13-year-old kid is out there having sex. Why not have that conversation? Why just shame the child? Why just shame the child for being a whore, quote-unquote whore, instead of educating your child, your child? Because that's your job. As a parent, it's your job to educate your own child. So, like, yeah, so I, that's just, I don't know, like, that's just kind of like, wow, really? But, Actually, when I started having sex, which was when I was 17, and um, when my mom found out, and it had already been a while, not that long, I don't think, maybe like a few weeks, maybe a month after I started having sex, my mom found out that I was having sex. And I remember her telling me that I'm going to have to keep having sex with him because if I don't have sex with him, someone else will. And I've said this before to her. And she was like, what? No, I never said that. I wouldn't say that, da, da, da. But she did. Because I remember we were living in Danbury. In, we were living in Danbury. And I remember we were sitting on the porch. And we were talking about it. It was kind of dark. It had to be maybe like around 6 or 7 at night. Like She says that she never told me that I had to clean and do dishes and all that shit and cook. Because I'm a girl and because I'm the oldest. She, to this day, she will deny that shit. And I mean, I don't know if it's because she genuinely just doesn't remember or if she's lying. I don't know which one it is. But she says that she never said that. And with the same thing, too. The advice, the sexual advice that I got from my mom was that I had to keep having sex with him. Because if I don't, someone else will. Again, I don't know if she just really doesn't remember or if she's lying. But she says... She never said that, you know? So, okay, well, whatever. After I was 17, I feel like that's when it really, my relationship with her really started going downhill. Because I remember getting along with her when I was like 12 or 13. So I don't have specific memories of, of those times when I had a good relationship with my mom. I don't remember those specifically, but I do remember that there were times that I actually got along with her and I liked her. And I, you know, I remember having moments where I wanted to be like her and I thought that she was cool. I remember having that feeling. I remember that. But I don't remember why I thought that. I don't remember having any specific um, memory of any moments of why I thought she was cool or why or how we got along. And um, But when I was 17 
and 18, I feel like that's where our relationship kind of just started going way downhill. Because again, I, I know that we had moments where we got along and there we had moments where we talked and things like that. And I remember asking her for advice a lot of the time and shit like that. But I have a lot of negative experiences with my mom specifically. But yeah, like it was always a constant struggle, especially after I had my son. And like I didn't want my son to use a pacifier the only reason why I even let my son uh, use the pacifier was because he was in NICU and I couldn't be with him 24-7. So they wanted him to get used to like sucking and shit. So I was like, yeah, sure. And so I had like one or two pacifiers from the hospital, but I never bought him any. And if anyone else, I don't remember if anyone gave me pacifiers for the baby shower. They probably did. But I remember not using them. So, yeah, my son never needed pacifiers, nothing like that. Until when I went back to work, my mom actually got him used to sleeping with a pacifier because she thought it was cute for a baby to use a pacifier. And like at the time I was thinking like, I don't give a fuck how cute it is. I don't want him getting used to a pacifier. And so I remember throwing away all the pacifiers because I just didn't want him using it. And, you know, my mom was the one that stayed with my son while I went to work at night. And I remember being pissed that even though I said I don't want him using pacifiers. She still went ahead and gave him pacifiers. And then my son got used to using pacifiers. So he couldn't go to sleep without a pacifier. So I remember throwing out all the pacifiers because I was trying to just lay off the damn pacifiers. And then she went, after I threw all the pacifiers away, um, she went and bought a whole pack of pacifiers. Like one of those like that have like four or six pacifiers on it. She went and got those. And I was pissed because like... He's my kid, whether I live with you or not, and whether you watch him while I work or not, he's mine. He came out of me, he's my son, and I'm his mother, so I'm the one that decides what to do with this kid, not anyone else. And so I remember me, again, throwing the pacifiers away, and I remember being on the couch trying to put him back to sleep. I don't know if I was off that night or or if I had just gotten home from work, some shit. But I, I remember it was nighttime and I was on the couch just holding him, trying to put him back to sleep because he kept crying because he couldn't sleep without the damn pacifier. And then I remember her coming down the stairs and and she's yelling at me like, oh, just give him the pacifier. He needs it, da-da-da. And I was telling her like, well, he never needed one to begin with if it wasn't for you doing the opposite of what I told you to do. This wouldn't have been happening. He was fine going to sleep without a pacifier this whole time. Why did you have to do that? And so I remember her being so pissed and we're just arguing back and forth. And I'm just trying to, and Jamil, obviously my son's still crying. He's probably like, I don't know, he's probably like six months old at the time. But I remember her just getting to his face like going like right to his face, like maybe like two inches away from his face and telling him, shut up. And I was like, I was pissed because I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, he's a baby. 
how do you do that? You know, how do you do that? And I'm like, honestly, like, even when I think about it now, I get so angry about that because how? How does a grown-ass person yells at a baby for crying for something that they did? It's their fault. You got him used to the pacifiers when I told you not to do that. And now you're pissed that the baby is used to using a pacifier and he's crying because he doesn't have a fucking pacifier. You know? Ugh. Anyway, so, yeah. So then, I obviously, I had all those problems with my son's sperm donor where there were a lot of times where I was like, okay, well, I don't care if he gives me money or not. Because I remember for my son's birthday, my son's first birthday, um, his sperm donor wasn't giving me any money. I never put him on child support. And at the time, uh, now I regret it. Now I wish that I would have put him on child support. But at the time, I wasn't thinking about it that way. I was like very, um, no, like I'm going to figure this out. I'm not going to force him to do shit, da, 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 right? At the time, I was, I was stupid. That's what I was. I was stupid and I didn't do it. But I was planning his birthday party And I remember inviting his sperm donor to the party and my mom being like, oh, why are you even inviting him? Like, he didn't help you pay for that and he doesn't give you money for shit and this and this and that. And so she was telling me that I shouldn't have invited him and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, like, I want him to be there. I want him to be involved. Like, it doesn't matter if he gives me money or not. At least he's spending some type of time with my son, right? Which, again, that was me being naive and really trying to have my son's father be involved um, because he never really was there to see my son. He was always just there to see what the fuck I was up to. Um, So, but whatever. I was young and naive and stupid at the time, and that's what I thought about. And so then, um, you know, we had, obviously, I talked about the domestic violence, all of the shit that I had to go through with my sperm donor in my last episode. So... When I finally decided, okay, like, I don't want anything to do with him, da-da-da, then also that was an issue with my mom. Like, okay, well, why? Like, that's his dad. You can't keep his dad away from him. Boys need their fathers, da-da-da. But, like, you weren't saying that when I wanted him to be involved. You thought the complete opposite. When, When I wanted him to be around, and, like, this literally happened so many times. Like, there were times where... I didn't want him to be around, and then there were times where I did want him to be around, and then I would change my mind, and I didn't want him to be around again. Like, that happened a lot throughout the years until I cut everyone off completely. But before I cut everyone off, there were a few times, like, there were many times where I changed my mind back and forth. Like, sometimes I did want him to be around, or not that I wanted him to be around, but I was like, okay, like, I guess you could be around. And other times was like, no, like, if you're going to keep doing this, then I don't want you to be around, you know? So, like, I changed my mind back and forth. But every single time that I did let him be around, my mom would start arguments with me. Like, when I did let him be around, she didn't even want me to bring him here. Like, okay, well, why did do this and why did that? He can stay outside or goes to the park or some shit, right? But when I, when I didn't want him to be around, she would start fights with me because boys need their fathers that's his dad so I can't keep him away from him and blah 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 you know and so like when I finally cut everybody off it was five years ago that I cut everybody off and so I remember for my son's birthday party one of the first birthday party after I cut everyone off um for months we were planning to have the birthday party at the house so mind you again I was living with my mom 
we were having the birthday party at the house and she knew it. She knew that it was at the house. She knew who I was inviting because I made the invitation through Facebook. So anyone who is on Facebook and has been invited can see who else is invited and who else is going, who's not going, all of that, right? So, and I think it was like a few days before the birthday party that my mom was like, oh, you're not inviting them? Them as in like the relatives from his sperm donor side. And I was like, no, why? And she was like, oh, well, like, what do you mean no? And I'm like, well, mommy, you knew this whole time that I wasn't invited them. Why would I invite them? You know, like I had already cut them off. Everyone knew that they'd been cut off. My mom knew that I had cut them off. She knew that I wasn't talking to them. None of that. And so she starts a fight with me, of course. And she tells me, well, if you if you're not going to invite them, you can't have the birthday party here. And like, I don't know, like I'm stubborn as fuck, you know. And so like, I don't know if she thought that was going to make me be like, okay, well, I'll invite them. But no, you want me to cancel okay I canceled so I went on the Facebook invitation and I messaged you know I did a, a post talking about how the birthday party is going to be canceled and that's what I did I canceled the whole thing and instead of you know doing a little birthday party with the family members here in the house I took him to um I took him to do a few things we went to the mall and we went to Disney store to sing happy birthday to him we went to build a bear and he got to pick out his own little stuffed animal I think at the at that time he he picked out a dinosaur and we did that we went to um that little mini golf place I forgot the name of it but if you're from Danbury you know that the little place where they had the mini golf and they have all the light up shit and whatever the fuck we went there he actually saw a little kid from school there and so he spent a few times with them and the, the mom, his friend's mom, because we were celebrating my son's birthday, she actually gave him, like, $20 on, like, the little cards that you used to, because they don't have, like, coins for the games. It's a little card now. And so she actually put $20 in a card and gave it to my son for his birthday, which was awesome. So he got another an extra $20 to spend on all of these games with his little friend. And... um after that, we went to, oh, my God, what is that bouncing place where they have, like, all the trampolines and all that bullshit? We ended up, whatever it's called, we ended up going there, and then my brothers, um, and then my brothers actually texted me, and they, and they met us there. We went and had pizza. We had ice cream. We had a really good time, just the two of us, and then later on, my brothers were with us. So it was, it was a great time, my son, you know, whatever. And, um, but yeah, like it was always a fucking problem. And, um, before I came to Puerto Rico for Christmas, so last Christmas, I was going through depression. And I was stuck in my room a lot of the times with my son. We shared a room. So we were stuck in the room because of COVID. My brothers, um, were very, were being very careless. They were living their lives like we weren't in the middle of a fucking global pandemic and they were bringing people over all the time. And, and so we were stuck in our room a lot and like I had already left my job. And so I was just, you know, I wasn't leaving my room for anything unless we had to use the bathroom. And so, um, 
for Christmas, though, I was like, okay, well, it's Christmas. We always spend it together. Like, it's Christmas. Nothing's going to happen. You know, like, I should, to me, I was like, okay, well, it's Christmas. I should be able to put my, not think about my depression. You know, like, I was trying to, I was trying to, to really spend time with my family because, you know, it's fucking Christmas. So, anyway, um, I was only going to be downstairs for the gift exchanges and, you know, probably some pictures and whatnot. And then I was just going to come right back up to my room. But I ended up staying in the, little, in the living room for a little while. And then I see my mom from, like, she walks in the door and she, I see her walking. And I already knew something was up because of her face. And um, I decided to ignore it because I'm like, nah, like, it's Christmas. Like, maybe she's upset about something. I don't know what, what. I just knew that something was up with her because of her face. And then um, she tells me that she, because I, so for Christmas, last Christmas, I had bought my son three of those, like, electrical cars that he can ride. And he had one outside with, he was with my brothers. So he was riding one of them outside. And one of them was in the living room, and another one, he, my son had left it right in the hallway. So my, my mom comes back, and she's like, oh, um, um, she wanted me to bring them outside. But because, um, but because it was going to rain, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put them in the corner. And plus, like, we didn't have light. That's another one. We had lost power on Christmas Eve. So I was actually setting up a lot of those toys because you have to build them and I was um building like the last one of them I built in the dark with like my my phone's flashlight and so on Christmas day we still didn't have power so I was gonna bring all of the cars to the living room all the way to like the left corner um because nobody was gonna be there everybody was gonna be in their own rooms nobody was gonna use the living room so that way the next day I could take them out outside and so she gives me an attitude. It's like, oh, well, then at least bring them downstairs. And, like, to me, it makes no sense to do an extra step when you don't have to. Like, and plus, like, my depression had me very, um, what's the word? Like, when, I'm, when I get depression, I get very angry about the smallest things. So I see her giving me an attitude. So, that, so then that fucking triggers me. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to bring it downstairs because downstairs to the, to the, she wanted me to take them down to the basement. And so then to me at, the, at that moment, I was like, well, I'm not going to bring them downstairs to the basement when I'm just going to have to bring all three of them out anyway to take them outside. Like I can leave them in the corner here. Nobody's going to see it. Nobody's going to use this side of the living room. Nobody's going to even use the living room at all. So I didn't see the point in bringing all three cars down to the basement and then bring them up again to take them outside. I was like, no, I was going to just leave them in the corner here and then tomorrow, first thing in the morning, take them outside. And so, like, I don't know what I was thinking exactly. I was just thinking, like, the bottom of it. I didn't, I never had an electrical car. I didn't know how they worked. And so, and so I was just thinking, like, I didn't want them to get wet. But, um, 
But I was like, yeah, I'm not bringing them all the way downstairs to the basement just to take them out and then, and then have to take them outside. So we end up getting into a really big fight about that. And so she gets in my face and then she walks away. And then all of a sudden I see her walking back with a fucking pumpkin from Thanksgiving like up in the air. And then I see her swinging it at me. And if I didn't move... And literally, like, I felt the wind of the pumpkin, like, on my face. So, like, it was close to my face. So, as soon as the pumpkin hits the floor, my brother, the older one, comes downstairs. And he sees me, like, wanting to push her back. And he grabs my mom and he pushes me. And he's like, what is wrong with you? What the fuck are you doing? And then I was, like, telling him, like, she just threw a fucking pumpkin at me. If I hadn't moved, she would have hit me right in the fucking head, you know? And, like, when people put their hands on me, I don't think about who's hitting me. Like, I really, it's not that I don't give a fuck who is hitting me, although I don't. I just don't think. If you hit me, I'm going to hit you back. It's just a reflex. So whether you gave birth to me or not, that's not something that my brain is, is processing. My brain is just processing the fact that someone's coming at me. But when my brother pushes me back... My mom is trying to hit me, so she actually kicks me in the stomach. We have had so many moments like that where things have gotten heated between us. and But this one was the most recent. And um, this was before I told her that, like, I actually didn't speak to her. We, I was in my room stuck and shit, so I didn't speak to her. And then when I finally decided to talk to her, I also told her about my depression, and then she suggested me coming to Puerto Rico. She wanted me to spend time with my biological father and, you know, my family from this side of the family. And I agreed to it because, like, my cousin had actually said the same thing. Like, maybe you should go and, like, spend time with them, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay, maybe it's a sign because she said it too. So I did it. But um, before that, I remember there was one time, I think this is when we moved back from New Milford to 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 Danbury and um I don't remember what the fuck we were arguing about or anything but I remember me holding my son and I was feeding him a bottle and I remember her um coming to my room and then just smacking me in the face and her calling me a bitch and so but that's the thing she threw the pumpkin at me because she said that I called her a bitch I didn't call her a bitch but she thinks that I did again I don't know if she's lying about it or she just heard what she what she wanted to hear because I know my mom kind of struggles with that like she has this thing where she hears what she wants to hear not what is actually being said so I'm not gonna say that she's lying about the whole me calling her a bitch I'm just saying she heard what she wanted to hear you know as a way to justify why she threw a whole ass pumpkin at me or tried to anyway but yeah so anyway so after that after I had talked to her we went like maybe I don't know like a month without speaking to each other so when I talked to her and I told her about my depression, she suggested me coming to Puerto Rico. We were fine after that. And then um, while I was here in Puerto Rico, for my son's birthday, she told me somebody was coming to visit us as a surprise. And I was like, who, who is it? She didn't want to tell me. So then I ended up telling her, well, whoever it is, make sure they're vaccinated. So anyway, my brother shows up, my younger brother. My younger brother shows up. And he tells me he's not vaccinated. But while he's telling me this, he also tells me that he didn't even get tested. 
And so I was like, that pissed me off because I'm like, okay, well, if you're not going to get vaccinated, then at least get tested and shit, you know, before coming here to my house and seeing my son. So anyway, that morning I go get him tested. He's negative. Whatever. Cool. We're good after that. But then I had a dream that um, my brother had gotten COVID and my son was really sick in the hospital, even though my brother didn't get sick. He just had it and gave it to my son. So I was pissed off about that. And then in my waking life, I was actually really pissed off about it because I'm like, that could have happened. So I texted my mom because when I talked to my brother, my brother said that my mom didn't even tell him to get vaccinated. She didn't say anything. So I texted her. I waited a few days and I texted her. I'm like, listen, I didn't want to, I don't want to argue with you. I'm not telling you this to argue and start a fire or nothing like that. I just wanted to let you know how I'm feeling. And so I told her, you know, like I had this dream and the dream, Jamie got sick with covid and i was like i told her i'm i'm upset because i asked you specifically that to make sure that whoever was coming for them to be vaccinated and not only was he not vaccinated he didn't even get tested you know and so i told her i brought up the fact that when i was living over there she never had an issue kicking me out of the house for the stupidest little things but when it came to our safety she completely ignore the fact that my brothers were not being careful at all and were putting all of our lives at risk and you know so I, I brought that up too and then she didn't text me back for a few days and then when she texted me back she I guess she was feeling disrespected because I said curse words I wasn't cursing at her I had said something like oh I just really felt like nobody really gave a fuck about me and Jamian my son and so she took that as me cursing at her and like I was being disrespectful to her. And like she just completely ignored everything that I said. Because again, like I said, she has this habit of of hearing what she wants to hear, not actually what is being said. And so, yeah, anyway, point is, I haven't really talked to her since then. Um, I mean, I guess I could talk about it, about why. Um, I don't have, it's not like I wouldn't talk to her. Like if she were to call me, I'd answer and have a conversation with her, but I'm not reaching out. And like, you know, for my niece's birthday, my sister was at with them and, you know, she said hi and I said hi back. I don't have any ill feelings toward her. I'm just like, I'm just like, okay, I was, I thought I was safe because I'm living far away from them. And even though I'm far away from them my son's life and health was put at risk because of something that my mom failed to do, even though I had asked her specifically to make sure that's done before the my brother came here. At the time, I didn't know it was my brother, but, you know, I told her to make sure whoever was coming to get vaccinated. But if they're not going to get vaccinated, at least make sure they're being careful, they're quarantining themselves before coming, and they get tested before coming, you know, all of that. Like, that's... That's the fucking basic shit to do. That's like, that's the minimum you can do. And so, yeah, that just really pissed me off because I really feel like, okay, well, if I'm going to be the only person that's going to take my son's health and his life seriously, then I really just don't need to have the, this close relationship with people who are not going to take my son's health and life as seriously as I'm going to take it, you know? So that's how I see it. But um, no ill feelings to my mom. Of course, like I said before, I love my mom and I would do anything for her. If she were to reach out to me, I would, you know, I would answer. It's not like I'm going to ignore her or anything like that. I'm just 
taking a step back from from my mom and like my brother the older one i'm taking a break from them because i just can't deal with that bullshit i just can't i don't have the patience for it at this point i just don't want to deal with it i want what's best for my mental health and what's best for my son and at right now this is what's best for the both of us so anyway that's i think that's like the gist of it um i think there's like a lot more obviously there's a lot more into into you know 27 years of my life with my mom but you know this that's the gist of it I think that kind of covers like the more negative aspects of it and again of course I do have a bunch of positive experiences with my mom you know and um but anyway if you're dealing with toxic parents or whatever it is um I don't know what to tell you like take a break you know, um, really try to set boundaries. And if your boundaries are not being met, then, you know, maybe it's time to cut ties or maybe not cut ties, but just, you know, just kind of distance yourself a little bit. There's nothing wrong with that in my book, at least. Um, but yeah. Um, anyway, so if you guys have anything else you want to like any other topics you want me to talk about, or, you know, if you have any feedback or questions or anything like that, you can find me on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Yami Rants. Anyway, y'all, be safe out there. Bye.